Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. We believe that stories are magic. So when we find a great one, we can't wait to share it. Far, far away on the planet Florp, a baby named Bobby Wonder was born. But his parents relocated the family to Earth right after the birth. So Bobby grew up having no idea he was an alien. Until his 10th birthday, that is. Can you imagine waking up on your birthday to find out that you can fly and talk to ducks? <coughs> Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author and produced by the award-winning Go Kid Go team, Bobby Wonder is out of this world fun. Search for Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lizzie. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin! Yo, kids! Yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, here with my co-host, Guy Neville, inventor, motorbike maniac, and alter ego of Guy-O-Matic. Um, uh, Kapow, why do you have a giant fork? Because, dude, we're talking about the famous inventor Henry Fork today. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. Henry Fork, inventor of the assembly line and the fork, which is named after himself. Uh, nope, no, 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 and no. Today, we're talking about Henry Ford, who named the car company he created Ford after himself. And while he did invent a lot of things, he did not invent the fork. Oh, that explains why he didn't name his company Fork Automobiles, which is too bad because I would love a car that you could drive or eat with. That's uh, not a very good idea, Capel. Well, agree to disagree, but the good news is this giant fork is connected to Henry Ford. Uh, it is? How? First, I made it using an assembly line, which Henry did invent. And second, Henry used a fork all the time. Uh, he did? Did he use it to adjust spark plugs or something? No, silly. He used a fork every time he ate dinner. Duh! Okay, uh, you got me there, Capel. Henry Ford used a fork. And so, since you're right after all, why don't you start us off this assembly line of information? You got it, amigo! Henry Ford was born in 1863 on a farm in Dearborn, Michigan. Henry was a mechanical genius from a young age. He taught himself how to fix a watch by repeatedly taking it apart and putting it back together. He was such a natural builder that he even made his own tools to work on watches, including tiny screwdrivers made from old nails. 
Soon, as a teenager, Henry was making money as a pocket watch repairman. And if that wasn't enough, he also designed and built an operational steam engine when he was 15 years old. Since Henry was so talented, at 16 he was hired to be an apprentice for machinist in the nearby city of Detroit. Once again, Henry learned fast, and soon he was operating fixing steam engines in Detroit's many factories. Then, in 1891, Henry was hired as an engineer for the Edison Illuminating Company. This company provided electrical power for the entire city of Detroit and was run and owned by the one and only Thomas Edison, inventor of the light bulb. When Henry was only 20 years old, he was promoted to chief engineer by Edison himself. He worked there for six years before Edison told him to go follow his dreams and invent something of his own. Henry's dream was to create an affordable, reliable, gasoline-powered automobile, something that had never been built before. And so, Henry dedicated himself to this dream, and in 1896, he completed what he called the Quadricycle. This was a light metal frame with four bicycle wheels and powered by a two-cylinder, four-horsepower gasoline engine. It was uh, pretty cool, but Henry wasn't satisfied. So he sold the quadricycle and continued building other vehicles. Henry built more and more prototypes until he felt confident that he could turn his dream of an affordable gas-powered car into a reality. But first he needed a company to build them. And so the Ford Motor Company was started. That's a Ford, not Ford BTW. Yeah, uh, we know, Capel. The first Ford car. The two-cylinder, eight-horsepower Model A was built in Detroit. It was a huge advance in automobile technology, but uh, there was a problem. Only a few cars could be built per day. This was because each car had to be built by hand. And because of this, Model A's were expensive. But Henry was dedicated to the production of an efficient and reliable automobile that would be affordable to everyone. So, in 1908, he designed a new car. The Model T. To build the Model T, Henry came up with a new system. He broke the Model T's assembly into 84 steps and trained each of his workers to do just one of these steps. Meanwhile, he built machines that could stamp out parts automatically and much more quickly than even the fastest human worker ever could. With this new technique, the Ford company was able to make more cars faster than anyone had ever done before. Tin Lizzie, as the Model T was known, was an immediate success. And Ford soon had more orders than the company could satisfy. He needed to figure out a way to build them even faster. And that's when Henry came up with the idea that would change everything. That's right, Kapow. Inspired by the continuous flow production methods used by flour mills, breweries, and canneries. Canneries? Whoa, tin cans! Yeah, yes, Kapow. Tin cans. Anyway, Ford installed conveyor belts that would take finished pieces to the next worker. This way, rather than carrying the pieces around, the work came to the worker. He called it an assembly line. The assembly line reduced the time it took to build a car from more than 12 hours to 1 hour and 33 minutes. This was the beginning of organized mass production, and from that point on, every industry, from toy makers to computer builders, used a version of Henry's creation. With this assembly line, Henry Ford was able to make factories faster and more efficient, and that there would be more tools, products, and toys for the world. But Henry didn't stop with the assembly line. Henry kept innovating his factories to make them better places to work. He also was an advocate for hiring handicapped people, including the blind, deaf, 
and those who lost limbs in combat or in accidents. By 1919, more than 20% of Ford Motor Company's workforce had some form of disability. He also became a champion for repurposing. For example, the Model T was a car that featured many parts made of oak, which meant at the end of the day, the factory floor was covered in wood scraps. So Henry, along with his brother-in-law, E.G. Kingsford, built a charcoal manufacturing plant that turned the scraps into charcoal briquettes, just like the ones we use in BBQs today. Now, while today we've mostly talked about Henry's successes, Henry was an inventor. And that means he also failed a lot. But like all great inventors, he understood that in order to change the world, you had to fail sometimes. In fact, Henry liked to say, failure is simply the opportunity to begin again. This time, more intelligently. But for me, my favorite Henry Ford quote is, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That means if you believe in yourself, you'll achieve your dreams. But if you don't, you won't. And Henry knew what he was talking about. After all, he invented the fork company. Ford company. Oh, right. <laughs> Either way, he was a great inventor. And now I'm going to take my big fork and eat a big lunch. But if any of you kids out there want to talk more about Henry Ford, assembly lines, Pflugerville, or me, Kapow! Just send me an email at kapow at gokidgo.com. Or to me at guy at gokidgo.com. We might even read your question on a podcast. But until then, I hope you have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.